You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I'm your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, uh, we have a couple things that I want to talk about that are going to divert us even further <laughs> from the pranking out of tons of movies uh, that we're planning to do uh, that we're way behind on. And this year has like completely uh, just screwed us. Yeah. From for covering all the movies right. uh, before awards, which, you know, mostly have already happened even. Yeah. Um, but mainly before we uh, do our lists and stuff, um, yeah, because that is definitely uh, one of our, you know, serious goals is to never have like, here's the best, <laughs> even though, right. you know, lots of places uh, do, especially if you look online, but lots of people and lots of places you know, it's like early November, yeah. and they and they got like best of the year because you want to have that right. Uh, you know, whatever. I don't right. know. Even before they review all the movies, yeah. even though they've seen them, probably or you know, yeah. whatever. But yeah, I just don't. It's like a weird, you know, pork pet peeve of mine. Frankly, is that like if we and, and every year we have a couple usually. Yeah, that we haven't gotten to, and sure. then all of a sudden, oh, yeah. boom, it shows up on the list. But I hate that; it drives me right. nuts. I don't want to have uh, do our best movies of the year, um, especially because our best movies of the year are never just like you know, here's all the nominees for best picture. Right? They're going to have some somewhat more obscure things yeah. probably or yeah. at least they almost always do and everything so i don't want to have uh, us do our best of the year list and then like five of them are movies we've never mentioned or something right, <laughs> right. so um anyway so we're going to try to get through tons of movies the plan uh in case anyone cares uh my plan anyway is that the next two weeks are going to just be like pranking through okay. tons of movies. Yeah. Like not counting this week, right? Right. <laughs> the next two weeks after this. After we get ready. Um, and then after that, it'll be like our best list. That's, yeah. and we'll get into it. that's the hope. Unless something happens that really hinders us from covering as many movies right. the next two shows... Um, because we're probably not going to get to tons this week either. But right. we'll get to at least... Two or three, hopefully even yeah. more, but we'll see what happens. Um, but anyway, so like the third week out from here, then we start with start like we got yeah. the best list, then the worst list, and then our awards, yeah. which God knows when that will that's will be <laughs> April, but by the time we start doing that. Yeah. Um and I'm not going to go into it every time I mention it, but if you aren't familiar with our own personal awards, the Can't Win Awards, go back wherever you're listening to this and uh, like find last year's and you'll understand what they are. Right. I mean, as it gets closer, and we'll, we'll explain, explain it, we'll, it again. We'll, we'll do sure, it again when but, we get closer. But. Uh, so, but before we jump into movies, and this week we're going to cover, at the very least, uh, Killers of a Flower Moon. And then probably like maybe Oppenheimer, American fiction, something. We'll get to something else, hopefully. But before we do that, I want to talk about a couple of things uh, on TV. One of them I just kind of feel obligated to mention because I mentioned it before on the show. Uh, and then also what we got to do is feel obligated, especially because people have mentioned this to me now. Uh -oh. is to uh, talk about Barbies and oh, yeah, the okay. Oscar snubs yeah. and all that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> mainly I feel obligated because, I, as I said, people have mentioned this to me and how uh, I sort of screwed Greta Gerwig. Because <laughs> I have been all over the internet blaming you. Because, because, well, go ahead. Excuse me. Because, uh, because for weeks yeah. I have been talking about 
The thing that I always talk about anyway, but I feel like I have actually been talking about it a lot now, yeah. uh, which is the uh, general idea that irritates me that if a movie gets nominated, then it has to get nominated for all the things. Everything. All the components. Everything. The director must yeah. have to get nominated. Right. Actors and actresses must have to get nominated. Yeah. You know, just on down the line, it must right. be one. Of, it must be the best screenplay. It yeah. must have the best cinematography. So everything should just get nominated, right? right? And when the Oscars or the Critics' Choice or Golden Globes or whatever come out, and they always come out with this thing like, "This movie got eighteen nominations or twelve nominations or eleven nominations." Right. You know, depending on how many you've got to work with right. in your various shows, right? Right, and. And they're like, look how great this movie is. It got so many nominations. But at the same time, the whole like underlying idea is that if it gets nominated for Best Picture, it should yeah. get nominated for everything. Right. So how weird is it for anything to get nominated for so many things, right? right. It's such a... Anyway. But I've especially been hitting this year yeah. the idea that it... Drives me a little crazy that just because you get nominated for Best Picture, you automatically get nominated for Best Director. Right. And now I have screwed the pooch there because, <laughs> because I have I jinxed Greta Gerwig. Yeah. And not only that, uh -huh. but but worse, if you go back a few weeks, <laughs> it's awful to like go back and listen to our shows. Because not only did I just jinx that in a general way, yeah. but I specifically said that I, I specifically said yeah. that I didn't think Greta Gerwig <laughs> did the greatest job. Right. I didn't think that that movie yeah. is like amazingly directed. Yeah, uh, is it perfectly fine directed? Right. Is it you right. know is it good enough directed? It's not a train wreck. No, it's not bad. It's not bad in any way. It's just that, is it one of the best or the best directed movie? Yeah. And I just don't think it is. Should she get nominated? Like, maybe. I think I I'm kind of on the fence there, really. This is because, an interesting discussion, this part. Because this is just purely from the stance of direction. Right. I mean, imagine there's no other award. It's just the director's guild or whatever yeah. and we're just talking about directors this, yeah. and whatever, right? I mean, there are a lot of movies this year that yeah. were well directed. And as I keep saying, right? If someone got snubbed, you got to pick who you're yeah. kicking off, right? right. That's how that has to work for thing. somebody right. for somebody to get nominated. Yeah. Somebody else has to not be on the list now, right? You have to tell me who you want to remove. Right. And, uh, you know, I feel, uh, you know, slightly better because I'm the critic's choice and not yeah. the Academy. And, right. you right. know, my group did nominate her. So, yeah. Yeah, so, probably so I'm okay, yeah. right? No. Well, actually, and the thing is, People don't necessarily realize exactly how nominating happens and and all that, right? I just, especially I just especially yeah. because of how many nominees appear there are right there. Yeah, because for director, uh, I can only nominate three. Right, and I don't think I, I don't I couldn't swear to it right off the top of my head. I'd have to go look, but I don't think I picked her because i don't think she's in the top three right and there were there were three that were better for you right, right? it's not the um and you're and a big greta Gerwig. all joking aside you've been a big greta gerwig fan for a long time and always championed her on the show it's not like right right it's not like sandra bullock or anybody you taking a swing <laughs> at any time you get you know you've been a gerwig fan so that says something yeah no yeah and it's even worse than that i, I know because I specifically mentioned on the show that I thought Ryan Gosling had a, a higher level of difficulty yeah. in what he had to do than Margot Robbie. I thought she was great yeah. in the movie. Yeah. I, I think it's, I think that one is a little weird that she didn't get nominated. That one, I think I could pick people. I know why. I could pick people that she could get nominated over. I think right. I know why? Yeah. I could pick the the snub person to leave off the list to put her on it. Yep. But I did specifically say on the show that I thought Ryan Gosling actually did Why? better than her. Yeah. I think they're I think they both did great. Yeah. yeah. 
I think he had trickier, weirder things to do, you know, yeah. uh, it, at, especially in some parts. And, yeah. and like, that doesn't mean I don't think she's great. It's such a weird thing, too, to be in this whole, like, internet world where it's like, I think Ryan Gosling did a really great job and had a really high bar. And I think his, the acting he did in that movie is, uh, you know, it, it slides under the radar sometimes right. it easily could easily. right how hard it is to do all the stuff he's doing yeah. is not the kind of thing that always makes an impression right and especially because it's it's like a goofy movie whether right. you love it or hate it and right. i mean it's not you know it's not like some the oppenheimer right, right. it's like a right. whole other class yeah but if i say ryan gosling did a really good job you know, then on the yeah, internet, it's like, so you hate Margot yeah, Robbie and she sucked, right? right? No, right. like not at all. But anyway, uh, you know, I feel like I just had to mention the fact that, I mean, I, I accidentally created. Why do you, why do you loathe women? Tell me. I was right on the side of these nominations happening and then they happened and I went, uh, it actually would have been better. That's not what I meant. Yeah. It right? would have been better if you had not said this stuff on air or just the nominations hadn't gone that way. Cause now it just looks bad everywhere. Right. So. And it's hilarious because I say this every year, Yeah, every year I say, it just drives me nuts that there's like five movies that are nominated for everything. Right. I'm like some actress yeah. somewhere else in some other movie right. that yeah. is definitely not the best movie of the year. Yeah. But she was awesome in it. Right. You know, there always should there should be so much more of that. And then now this is the year that do you <laughs> do you know um do you know how many people in the academy get to nominate? Well, the thing that I mean, I know we're gonna, you hinted we we're going to talk about it, but because I was just talking about this yesterday, um, I think I know, but it's not it's not unlimited. Like you can't just write down fifteen things. I don't think you just get one. I think you get three as well. Is that right? Yeah. So the Oscars, like I am actually not a hundred percent up on the Oscars it's because changed. they keep changing they change their everything. rules. Yeah, <laughs> and so you know. Back when I did know exactly, and I had all the information, mm -hmm. right, um, it used to be broken down yeah. into, uh, like, the top six were the only things that everyone could vote for. Right. And I don't even know if that's true anymore. I don't either. So, um, because they keep changing yeah. their rules, and they keep changing their algorithm, yep. <clears throat> and they keep changing, like... Uh, you know, the best picture will be five to ten nominees. Right. And yeah. it's like, depending on how input, whatever the algorithm important. spits out, yeah. maybe there will only be seven this year right. or whatever. Right. And then they keep changing that. Yeah. And it's like back and forth. And then, so I don't even know. It's hard. And I don't know now, you know, like if you're something like uh, best production design right. or best sound, right? Yeah. It used to be that in those categories only sound that's right people vote for it that's right, right. <laughs> and uh i assume only sound people nominate right for it or that's whatever right. but i really don't know how they yeah. do that anymore with all the times that they've changed it yeah. and stuff so and plus i mean i kind of don't care that much it's yeah. never it's the never two, been super relevant the two things that well maybe the three that i definitely still know cuz i you know like you some of the people that i know have actually been or are uh academy voting members and there's some degree of mind your business to it but it's right if you are you know yeah if you're a cinematographer you don't get to vote on best supporting actor right you vote on who should be in your field and then you get the other option of everybody gets to vote for best picture right but in your field there wasn't just one vote and there used to be if i'm remembering that right there used to be three and of course like you said the aggregate of them would yield the nominees and then you would vote on that as it came but it's changed so much yeah. and going around. But when you said, because critics choice, you know, you get to throw three in there. Right. And a lot of people think that if you're just part of the Academy, you just vote for everything. And that's not true. Right. If you're a, if you're a makeup designer, you're not voting on score. Right. Unless you also happen to be, you know, a musician, right. but anyway. Yeah. But I mean, who knows if that's even how that works. I don't know if that's how it works. Anyway, I don't sure. I don't you know. know.
Uh, all right. Anyway, so uh, army out of the way. I want to talk about a couple of TV things uh, real quick and Reacher even more quick. Let me throw. Can I throw one thing out for Barbie? Yeah. Um, it's it's important for people to remember too that might not have listened to us for a long time or might not be very aware or, or care much about the Oscars um, in a different way than you. You don't care because you're just, you know, it's a bunch of bullshit. Right. But if they don't pay attention to it, the Academy has long disliked, I won't say hated, long disliked comedies. It's very difficult yeah. in horror and comedy to get any recognition, so much so that when a comedy does get something, and the first that always flies into my head is like Marissa Tomei for My Cousin Vinny. Right. Like that was a – and not just because Jack Palance might have screwed it up, might not have screwed it up. All all respect aside to her, like her just getting a nomination because she was in a comedy was staggering. Like they just don't like comedies. They just don't like that kind of avenue because they take themselves very seriously and it's a night of self-congratulations self-flagellations and for them to say look at us we can laugh at ourselves usually has to be a respected filmmaker making a comedy that is sort of meta you know you get like a bob roberts kind of thing or something like this so again there are a bunch of reasons why barbie didn't get nominated for certain things and i also think that one of them was so many people must have thought of course they're going to nominate it we'll just nominate something else right and and i call this the chris daughtry effect which is from American Idol, which is when the guy ran on that season and everyone knew he was going to win and he got voted out against Catherine McPhee once. It, it, he was stunned and it looks embarrassing on TV, but it turned out everybody believed he was safe, so no one voted for him. Right, right. Again, I think that a lot of people probably thought their coworkers were voting for Margot Robbie and Greta Gerwig and they just assumed, oh, I also liked Anatomy of a Fall or right, I like right. this. And I think they lost by the 11%. We talk about this a lot. And and that's where I think this comes from. Yeah. The other thing with the nominations is that uh, you can, when you have a big enough group of people, right, you can get like so lost in the algorithm, right? Because let's say for like the Critics' Choice, you pick three, but you have to order them, right? Yeah, right. So at some point, if everyone is going like, fine, Margot Robbie, third right well then what? <laughs> you then suddenly you did vote for her and that's, yet she still doesn't right. get nominated that's right because too. too many people have too many other things in yeah. one and two and it just you know that's yep. you're you are so like a slave which as we always say um all of these things and the percentages of what actually yeah. happens and like when you get best picture and it's like you know, if they ever actually said the percentages, yeah, all the award shows would like never air again. That's right. That's right. <laughs> no one would believe. If anything. the Oscars just came up and said, "Here, the best picture winner is this," it got fourteen and a half percent of the votes. Yeah, everyone would suddenly go, "Wait, what the hell is going yeah. on?" With this like it right. means nothing. People so easily assume, and you know, nothing bad about people. Right. But you watch the Academy Awards or you read the results or whatever, and you're like, best picture is this. And you just, it just makes you think it's like Rotten Tomatoes, right? Right. It's like, it just makes you think that it must have gotten like 80 80 or 90%. 90 It's like, you just think that, well, everyone thinks that's the best movie. And man, that is just not, and especially when they expand it to 10. Oh, yeah. Right. right, and you know you've you got know somebody's pulling when every, everyone can vote. You know it. on things that like you worked on that movie. You're not going to vote for it. I mean, it's like it's always stuck with me because it was so obvious. But the year Titanic, Titanic, trillion right. awards, right? And you looked at me when you went because everybody wanted to win, and they all vote. They all worked on the project. Yeah, like, like, why wouldn't you vote like for 28% it? Like twenty eight percent of the voting all academy people. was employed by that movie. <laughs> so. <laughs> Hey, I'm an Oscar winner. Like, yeah, I bet you are. Would you do Titanic? Let me know when you did uh, Killing of a Sacred Deer or something. Uh, Yeah, we're so like uh, derailed. Didn't mean to get you off Reacher, but I just thought, because that came up, my girlfriend, who doesn't love movies the way we do, was just like, so what do you think about Barbie? And if she's asking about it, then I know other people are like miffed and confused. Right, right. And the first thing out of my mouth was, it's a comedy. And they do not like comedies. They don't think that it's... 
they think that comedy is so easy that it's not an elevated art form when in fact it's actually pretty hard to make people laugh right for a long period of time but right anyway, anyway so um Richard, sorry and barbie also is like not just a comedy but right. like i said it's a very goofy movie it is. right yeah. it's a it's a odd i mean it's great right yeah we loved but it. it's we did a great uh, show on but it, too. it is a goofy kind of movie yeah that as far as academy voters go yeah. you know it's just harder doesn't yeah. mean it can't happen because it's gotten tons of nominations it's won tons of awards yep. but it's a uphill battle right like to yeah. get the award seriousness yeah and you know i'll tell you since we're talking about this, I just have to throw this out. Yeah. I have seen so many things by people who are pissed at Barbie, right? right? Where uh, they're they're talking all about the money on the internet, oh, yeah. on social media, right? And they're like, "A woman made this movie, and it made this much money, and she doesn't get nominated." Right? This guy made this movie, and it lost. $40 million at right. the box office and it got nominated. Right. Well, you know, oddly enough, the, the nominating <laughs> process is not just plugging in how much money you made. Right. Otherwise, uh, everyone I mean, could pick the best picture miles yeah. in advance. Anyway. And um, Phantom Menace winning best picture ever right? in my life. Yeah. Like, it's hard to... I get that people's emotional knee-jerk reaction to these things is, yeah, but... And I'm like, right. let's walk that to the end. Yeah, but... Fine. Ace Ventura did a lot of money. Yeah. You think and, that was the best picture? And that none year? of this is to say that Margot Robbie or Greta Gerwig shouldn't have been nominated. Right. They really probably should have. Yeah. Uh, and, and I got nothing against them getting nominated. Yeah, and not a little against them. They didn't get your votes, but. Yeah, but there's a difference between no, me know. not voting for it. And then it gets nominated, <laughs> and I'm Wait, like, that know. shouldn't have gotten nominated. Yeah. That's a whole like different thing right there's tons of stuff that got nominated no, that i actually we, don't yeah, think should have yeah me too. <laughs> me too for sure uh all right anyway so i do want to talk uh we don't even have time to really talk about reacher too much because uh i want to talk about uh the night agent but reacher we can't talk about enough to say that uh the new season's out yeah uh it's getting lots of weird reactions yeah. in like every different way people love it people hate it people think it's uh horrifying the things he does to people no. and stuff yeah. i still <laughs> think the show is good i've watched the whole season i still think it's really good it's not as good as the first season right the first season was really really good it was crisp i it really moved. loved the yeah. first season me too the second season um it i still think it's good I still think he is good. Yeah. Um, yep. I think there is, especially as you get to the end of the season, there's a lot of weird stuff happening. Yeah. That I think is a result of uh, suddenly other people are like chiming in. Yeah. That we didn't have the first season right. when it was like, I don't know, is this going to be popular? Who's and then just yeah. like, whatever. Because you get to some parts in this. Um, first of all, the villain guy uh, yeah, that I Patrick. Yeah, okay. I'm like, yeah. God, why can't I think of his yeah. name? Uh, he is like so goofy, like yeah. black hat. Oh yeah, twirling his mustache, totally. nonsense. Yeah. That it's like, ah, come on. But then at the end, there's this scene where they're fighting in this helicopter. Yeah, and I'm like. What the hell, like, Saturday morning cartoon am I suddenly right. watching? It's bonkers. Yeah. And the weird thing <laughs> about it is that suddenly, in this season, for some reason, we've decided that what we want to have is a bunch of, like, long, playing out fight scenes. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that is not what this show right. or Reacher, Reacher is about is at yeah. all. Right. Even when, in the first season, we had some fight scenes that took a while right it was because it was him versus like 18 people right that's gonna take a little while a right that's great yeah in this one it's like you know one-on-one -on -one or like he's got his team and it's five on five and it's like these fight scenes go on forever this ludicrous stuff in the helicopter where uh now i can't think of his name either i'm like lost today but reacher but yeah 
Reacher's fighting with Robert Patrick, who's like 70 years old or some shit. And like Reacher hits him a couple times and Robert Patrick's like, aha, I'm coming back for more. And I'm like, what show am I watching now? Like he's the T-1000. He don't know. Like he He went terminal. Breaks all these people in half and he's a giant. Right. And, you know, no offense to giant buff people or whatever right, right, but. but dude if you can't take out robert patrick and i have to watch you fight him for a long struggle. time this shouldn't be a struggle guess how bored i am <laughs> yeah all of a sudden i mean it was so weird yeah but overall the show's still good and you know the the plot is decent they don't kind of nail the plot as much as in yeah. the first season it just it was better in the first season but it's still really good but I'm two. I'm two episodes in, and it already feels that way. The first episode was fun because everybody's back, and I'm like, "Yeah, here we go, another episode, another season of Reacher. That's fun." But you just feel it a little off, and it's not majorly off. It's just slightly off that it just doesn't feel to be hitting like pinpoint precision that that first season had. And again, only two episodes in, I can see it. Right. But I'm still having fun. With uh, it. Anyway, so I just wanted to mention that just because there it is. It's a thing to watch that we yeah. like. But I do have to talk about the night agent, and hopefully I can do this without taking too long yeah. because we've already gotten like so derailed. Yeah, <laughs> Barbie. Um, but the night agent, so it's on Netflix, yeah. um, and I'm not going to go uh, like real seriously over the whole show or anything. The reason that I felt I had to mention it is because I'm almost positive that I talked about it before when it first came out and I first watched it. And here is like kind of the rub of uh, being a critic and watching tons of TV and watching tons of movies. Because um, as I assume people assume, whether they know it or not or whatever, um, generally what happens is, you know, I'll get like three episodes. Yeah. Right. Of a show. And uh, because that's your life. Right. Right. Pretty much what happens is I watch three episodes of like every show, everything, yeah. and then that's it. Yeah, <laughs> because I've got the next show that I have to watch, right. and then I've got movies to watch, yeah. and I've got uh, you know, 10 more. Then you got to do some reviews. I've got 10 more shows in the yeah. hopper that I have to watch three right. episodes of, or whatever. Yeah. Now, in this day and age, sometimes stuff gets dropped all at once, and then yeah. they do just send it to you all at once. Yeah, I still don't necessarily watch all of it. Yeah. Like I still probably only watch maybe half a season, unless it's something that either just turns out to be awesome, right? And then sometimes I will, sometimes I won't. But yeah. or it's you know whatever, it's something that I want to watch for other reasons. But yeah, uh, like I very rarely watch the whole season of anything until you know maybe we're like halfway into the second season, then I yeah. start watching, mm-hmm. then I you know, whatever, or like the second season comes out and it's a big deal. And I want to review the, how that's going. Then I got to watch whatever anyway. But so, uh, all that to say that, you know, I watched the first three episodes of the night agent. I came on here. I said, this show rocks. You should watch it. It, It's really awesome. And then obviously, right. Like I never watched it again until just now. Yeah. And this show, just in case, uh, just in case people heard me say that, then watched it, (laughs) and then now are like, what the hell? This show is, it was really stunning to me watching the rest of the show. Uh, It it was baffling and bewildering, right? This show is the single, uh, this at wins an award now for me, right? Yeah. This is the single biggest drop in writing that a show has ever had. I have never watched a TV show, yeah. any series at all, ever. Yeah. Where <laughs> the first three episodes were so high. Yeah. And the rest of the show ended up this low that season not eventually like lot no yeah yeah like you're talking like about one, like during six during episodes. one season yeah, right i don't know what happened with this show but it was like no we had a pitch that only involved the first three episodes <laughs> yeah and we got a series order or whatever yeah. and whoever and like i didn't look and see who wrote each episode and all that Man. stuff i know that Curious. I don't know if I can. Find I do part. know that various episodes have different writers when yeah. when it comes up, but I didn't like look through who wrote the first three yeah. and who whatever, right? But this show is 
absolutely insane. By the time you get to the end of this show, it is, I would not hire those people to write soap operas. It, it was utterly bonkers. And the first three episodes of the show, man, I was like locked in. The yeah. show was cool. The acting is really cool. Uh, the the story is great. The pacing of of how they delivered is really cool. There might have been like a couple of hiccups. Wow. I mean, right. I I don't really remember. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember the first three episodes enough. Yeah. To say like you know it was perfect or whatever. Sure, but it was because I didn't go back and rewatch them or right. whatever. Right. But I do remember that it was uh, it was just so solid, and I was like so psyched for the show. Yeah. And then I started watching the rest of it, and it's like you know the fourth episode is okay, and the fifth episode you start going okay what what's, what's happening here? By the time you get to the end of this thing, and I'm pretty sure it's ten episodes, man, it is nuts. Like the stuff that happens is just. Everything okay. is utterly unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> Every Everything that, uh, you know, we go from like one step of the plot to the next. None of it is like what that guy would do. None, none right. of it is what that other character would do. None of it makes the slightest bit of sense. Yeah. All these people would have been dead. I mean, right. it's like, it's there's like so much stuff. You're like yeah. watching it like, uh, you know, it's almost like firemen watching backdraft, except right. except yeah. in a way that's horrible, right? It's like it's like people who have any common sense watching yeah. anything, right? It's so here's so bad. Here's the quick look up. Okay, you're right. There are in fact 10 episodes, and the first three are written by the same guy. And he's one of the guys that was mostly not not mostly. He was responsible also for the shield. Oh, episode okay, right, four. Right. Episode four. He's no longer writing. So it's the first three episodes uh -huh. are written by Sean Ryan. Uh, there's a there's a co-writer on the third episode, but it's mostly Sean Ryan. Then after that, he doesn't touch it. He's nowhere to be found. And interestingly enough, you're like, okay, first two episodes are great. Third one's still pretty good. Things start getting weird after the fourth. Yeah, yeah. and that's apparently when because they're different directors, and it's not just. You can't just say like one director is responsible for it. The writing has absolutely just changed on episode four and never goes back to Sean Ryan's hand. Right. So there you go. Oh man, it, what a bummer! It is seriously. Really this show. It is seriously painful. Um, it's not sucks. even like it's <laughs> not even bad. like you can just kind of get through the rest of it, find out what happens. Okay, fine. It's not as good. Whatever. Yeah. No, it's awful. It is like I. I mean, I would rated the show zero if. Right. If all of it was like the last episodes, yeah, it, it would be absolutely zero. zero it's, yeah. it's so by the time the last two episodes are just so weirdly garbage yeah. that all I could think watching it was, why are the actors doing right. this? Like, right. uh, you've got to have something in your contract that says, yeah, if this show suddenly turns into an entirely different show, right. I don't have to do it anymore or something, right? <laughs> right. Like, Some like you control. can't make me be attached to this yeah. when what you sold me to get me to sign on was right. these first three episodes. And that happens so much in Hollywood. It is so – and it happens all the time where a show's great, and then by the time the season's over, it's yeah. like, nah, that's like six right. maybe. I thought right. it was going to be a whole great show, but no, it's like – five even or something like that yeah but to go this far down i swear i have never seen it happen wow. i have never seen that anything quick. go yeah. anything <clears throat> that ends up this bad did not start that good right <laughs> anything that goes early. all the way yeah. to zero right you know maybe started at like six in the first place but yeah. this was like i thought this was going to be not only a 10 i thought it was going to be like re-watching this every once in a while yeah, or right. something wow that's it's amazing so it's so fun and and like ropes you in so hard in yeah. those first episodes. Um, and like I said, there might have been like a couple of hiccups or something, but nothing that, you know, bothered me right. too much. By the time we get to the end, somebody and, you know, spoiler alert or whatever, it's been out for a while. So yeah. who cares? By the time we get to the end, someone's trying to assassinate the president at Camp David. Right. Right. And there's the guy trying to stop it, right? Yep. And now he's got, I mean, this is just like the tiniest example of 
like something goofy, right? Right. Uh, uh, not that there aren't thousands more. Right. This is right. not like yeah. the this whole yeah. thing, whatever. But he's now he's got to go find where the bad guys are to somehow try and uh, keep the president safe, despite the fact that he thinks that some Secret Service people are in on it, right? Right. <clears throat> and during the course of doing this, he doesn't know where the president is at the moment. He's at Cap David. He's got to be sneaky because right. he's, just a, he's just a guy uh, at yeah, this right, point. Right. <laughs> And anyway, and he gets a gun. Sure. Right. And then spends a really long time after that <laughs> yeah. doing things other than just firing a bullet in the air. Right. right. I mean, just all you, all you have this, to do is yeah. have there be a gunshot. That's right. And watch everything. Anywhere fall. near the president. And then we'd be good. Yeah. Then... There's all these parts, there's part like soon after that where now the president can't get on the helicopter or whatever because yeah. we think there's a bomb on the helicopter. Right. And a whole bunch of people converge on this thing. And I swear to God, half those people will be dead in like the first 30 seconds, right? right? Like there's some risk yeah. to the president. Let's all just stand around and talk and right. shoot the shit and see what we're going to yeah. we'll, we'll work something out. Yeah. I'm like, what is happening here? Yeah. This is like the most bizarre, like after school special. Right. So, I mean, it, if anybody's seen real life, everything activity, was just insane at that like, point. Um, like, this is just dumb to say, but like, if someone's taking a shot at the president, and we know this because someone took a shot at like Reagan, right? And they hit him, Reagan got more hurt by his secret service agents protecting him. Right. Than he did by the bullet because they crunch him and throw him into a vehicle, and it don't matter whether he hits his head or hurts his leg. Like you're you're right. moving, yeah. So when you describe something yeah, it, like that, it, like, it was just it was just nuts. <clears throat> and and not only that, it all had all the characters. Yeah. By the time you get to like the fifth or sixth episode, then anything that happened before yeah. is just irrelevant to the right. characters right yeah. the vice president is and like you know i don't want to spoil things too much but the vice president is like a big role in like what's going on and stuff right yeah and the character like quote unquote development and the like <laughs> what decisions he makes now versus like what he did before and right. all this like backstory comes out and all this stuff it is so weirdly God. it's like psychotic it's like ra writing randomly yeah it's right it's like right. the whole thing suddenly turns into like mad libs or something right. and people are just like shouting shit out and you go okay every, every once in a while you'll yeah. rail on something so hard that i'm like well now i gotta wait <laughs> this isn't one of them but it still makes me think it would be interesting to see the first three like because i can i can just let that live and linger in my head right if it's that good then that's awesome, but right, man. Just it's it's hard depending on uh, how easily like you stop reading a book or something. Yeah, right. you know, it's it's a it's a tricky thing because I I know a lot of people who read a lot of books yeah. or watch a lot of TV shows. I know a, a lot of people who read a lot of books and they'll start a bad book and it's like, well, but I have to finish it. And some people are yeah. like, no, I read like. Yeah, 50 pages enough. and I'm like, I'm out. Right. 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 So, you know, it depends because if you watch the first three episodes, you'd be like, well, I mean, now I got to know what yeah. you might get trapped. Right. right. Gotta, <laughs> you're maybe doing, it doesn't end up as bad as he says. You're doing now a good I to, to give people a warning yeah. here. Um, uh, all right. Anyway, so don't watch The Night Agent. And if you happened to have watched it because I said it was good, oh, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> go go watch Barbie the movie yeah. that he didn't And when it. you kept watching it this is fun I and like then you fun. thought oh my god he's an idiot right. he doesn't know anything right <laughs> Well it's funny thinking that you must have been somewhere in episode 4 or 5 minute oh I, what did I do <laughs> Yeah what have I, I done did. I did Uh all right anyway so now we got to try <laughs> and cover at least one movie because <laughs> man we gone like off the rails but a lot of stuff going on uh so the main thing we're going to do right now and make sure that we get through it is killers of flower moon because uh you know it's huge yeah leo got snubbed which i'm okay with except yeah. here's the weird part of this is that the thing that i did mention about this movie because we haven't like covered it covered it yeah. we've talked about it a fair amount and especially with other awards and everything um 
because I don't like him. And yet the only thing right. that I said about him was he was actually not bad in it. Right. I mean, right. he was, I don't think that he was great in it. I don't think that he was like, you know, you'd watch this movie and go, well, obviously he's nominated. Yeah. You might, after some deliberation, go, eh, maybe I'll nominate him, whatever. Right. Or if he gets nominated, you go, fine, he got nominated. He's because, you know, he's not bad. Right. Right. I don't know that he's really great in this. But what I will say about it is, especially from like an acting perspective and like uh, whether or not you get the award or whatever, I do think that he was doing exactly what he was told to do. Yeah. And so yeah, it's we like, well, isn't that his job? <laughs> like, right. Like if the thing he's yeah. doing, you go, that you watch a certain scene and you go, well, that's screwy. I don't, that's right. whatever that is. But if it's exactly what the director wanted him to do and the director yeah. goes, that's perfect, then, right. I mean, didn't he do his didn't job? Didn't he do his that's job? exactly his job, right? His job is not to go, no, Scorsese, right. I'm, I'm doing it this it. way no matter yeah, what you right. say, right? right? I mean, that's not... And and when they hire people, it's not just... I mean, some of it is because you're going to get a return on your money because people are going to go because they love this actor. But right. you also are like... I want this performance and this guy can give it to me or this right, woman right, exactly. can do it. So, yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, so the movie is, uh, as I'm sure everyone knows already, right. uh, revolves around uh, Oklahoma, yeah, uh, Native Americans, and their, uh, the treaty that the Osage uh, Indians yeah. got with, um, they got this treaty that came with like, uh, certain rights to the oil that meant that they would get, you know, so much money, right. blah, blah, blah. And uh, the movie gives you like kind of this montage at the beginning and at a couple of points in the earlier parts where it tells you like, right. here's, look, here's this like real history, whatever. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, it, and, and what happens is uh, the white people exploiting them and, uh, yeah. and trying to, uh, figure out basically how to get these rights away from them, how to get the money away from them. And, uh, you know, not to spoil anything because this is allegedly according right. to the movie, like the real story of, uh, parts of what happened anyway, is that first of all, parts of what happened is, uh, that a lot of them got sick. Yeah. And whether that actually happened naturally or, right. <laughs> or there was some nefarious things happening there. Yeah. Uh, and so they would die. Right. And then the other part of what happens is, uh, people marrying them yeah. and, and then killing them off. Strangely, everyone was dying. And then, yeah. yeah. And strangely they all die. Yeah. And so the, basically the white people inherit from who they married right. and then, uh, oh, look at that. All the white people <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all suddenly the, have all the oil, right? So anyway, that's like just the general, right? And, uh. Leonardo DiCaprio uh, plays a guy who comes back from war and goes yeah. for reasons somewhat unexplained. Yes. Goes to live with his uncle, who is this like big shot in Oklahoma. Yeah. And, and then like hilarity ensues. His uncle right. has this scheme, which he kind of tells you about in the first few right minutes. Up. Right, right? Up. Yeah. That, uh, it basically like lays out the scheme. Leonardo can marry this woman right. who is her mother has these rights, so she blah blah blah, and you know whatever. Yeah, and uh, and so he he gets a job like driving him around because the Native Americans uh, have a lot of money. Right. And uh, there is one of the things that's actually very interesting. I thought to watch this movie is some of like the real footage, the real old yeah. footage. Yeah. Of uh, a bunch of, because it's it's so potentially strange yeah. to see because you know you go through the school system and learn what you learn right. and none of it is there were a bunch of rich Native Americans in Oklahoma right, <laughs> right? yeah and they had like a bunch of money tons yeah and it, you know uh, uh, not trying to say anything negative so don't take this negatively about Native Americans um, but. They didn't know what to do with it. That's right. Like they just, it, you know, had all this money. And so yeah. they had everything you could have at the time. Right. 
they just had tons of it, right? Yeah. And they had cars and people driving them and yeah. whatever. They just had all sorts of money. Yeah. And a fair amount of white people were not super happy about that. Right. And uh, and so that's the story. Um, De Niro is his uncle. Yeah. They goes in. Anyway, so that's the general story. And uh, to get to our ratings, which is what we've decided we're supposed to do. Uh, so this movie was really weird. Uh, for me to come up with the rating because there was so much of it that I just absolutely hated. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And yet there is like, you know, normally we'll say like, you know, cut 15 minutes or 20 minutes. And yeah. Right. You'd have had a different movie. This yeah. movie is three hours and 20 minutes long. Right. Yeah. There is uh, an 85 minute movie directed by somebody completely different yeah. uh, version of this movie that I love. Yeah. But this is not it. This is a three-hour and 20-minute version yeah. of this movie directed by Martin Scorsese, who is awesome, right? Right. But recently has done nothing but bore the living hell out of me. Right. The, the last movie... What, I can't even remember the name of with the mobsters with Robert De Niro. Yeah, it was the uh, the uh, Irish. Uh, yeah, the Irishman. The Irishman. Yeah, uh, that movie that was also three hours. And that had seven. a that had a similar uh, idea to me, except that the eighty five minute version of that movie I don't like as yeah. much as this one. Right, but, but it's way better. Yeah. But this movie is three and a half hours. And here, here's the thing that's weird about this movie for yeah. me is that most of this movie felt like just uh, Martin Scorsese telling me all about how much he thinks everyone who watches this movie is a moron. And I'm like, you know, how how long do I need to watch that? Yeah, like that, it's yeah. it's all it's so weirdly <laughs> Martin Scorsese just like being better and smarter than everyone else. At this point, Martin Scorsese is like, you know, you go to a party and some guy just learned a word <laughs> right. and then goes around the party acting like nobody else ever heard that word right. when everybody else knows that or some right. like little yeah. trivia fact or yeah, something yeah. or yeah. whatever. And he's like, did you know that penguins are blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And like now he thinks he's, he's like, like the, the smartest guy that's yeah. ever right. existed Yeah, while he you know, waddles <laughs> around the party telling people stuff they already know. And now Martin Scorsese is like going, you know, white people were not always very nice to yeah. Native Americans. <gasps> and you're like going, tell me about that for three hours. <laughs> right. Anyway, uh, so so in rating it, like the best I could give this movie was a six. Yeah. And I feel like it pretty well deserves that six. Because That's there are a lot of good things in it, yeah. right? But this is a movie where uh, the whole is way awesome. worse than the sum of its parts, yeah. right? There are really good scenes in this movie. There are parts where uh, people are doing things great. Yeah, It looks gorgeous. Uh, it, yeah. it looks fantastic. Right. A lot of the scenes are shot in ways that I think are awesome. So there are a lot of like positives, like on the edges of it. Right. right. But the whole thing all put together is like boring and stupid. Yeah. So it was, it's like, it's on the one hand, I think it really deserves a six. On the other hand, I think it's really lucky to get a six. Yes. Right. Because right. there's a ton of it that I just hate. Yeah. So. It's yep. it's strange that, like you said, so The Irishman's three hours and 29 minutes. This is three hours and 26 minutes. No one really cares about the minutiae of that, except to say, in a strange way, to me, this felt longer than The Irishman, and The Irishman felt like I was being audited. Right, exactly. Um, when I look and I see that Goodfellas, you know, for example, in like Casino, these movies are like two hours and 25 minutes. And back then, people were like, Marty. Come right. on, we want to go home right. someday. Right. Um, I I think about how much he was able to do and put in to squeeze in two and a half hours is really the wrong verb to put in there. Here, here, <laughs> whatever you can plow in, whatever right. you want, two and a half hours, and then to see what he's doing here with more time and more things, and really more is less by yeah, yeah. far. 
I I thought you were going to come in a little lower than you did. I'm a little surprised. Uh, the, I feel almost exactly the same way. I feel the film is very lucky to have gotten five and a half out of me. And at some point, I'm amazed that it got that. In some some really interesting ways, some of the stuff that's happening in the beginning is fun and curious, and it's moving at a pace that I liked. And I thought, yeah. if this is three hours and 20 minutes of them, um, you know, the big sit-down conversation between Leonardo DiCaprio and Robert De Niro happens, and it's a fun scene. It's not necessarily even a scene that needs to be cut up a bunch, because it shows a lot of both of them and the motivations for the film. But later, like, it needed that kind of attention. It meanders and it shows and it slowly shows me everything. It's it's based on a book. And from what I understand, I, I didn't I've never read the book. I don't know if you have. No. From what I understand, and you must have heard this too, that Scorsese had um a script and a screenplay for the story. And then eventually he got input from authentic Native Americans who said, you know, this is also things that should be considered. I don't know. I don't know anything about what I'm about to say next, <laughs> but I know it to be a hundred percent true. You're right. Martin Scorsese was influenced by the historical and gratuitous bloodshed that happened and felt obligated to put information and scenes in the movie that otherwise derailed his film. Yeah. It doesn't change the fact that what we're talking about as an attempted genocide on some, you know, a, a geographic genocide, which really was the, the, one of the chilling parts of the film is when they're looking at somebody who has married somebody and that woman has died. She was an she was an Indian woman that had died, and he married her sister, and is certain to kill her because he's just trying to collect all right, the real right. rights. Like that is absolutely chilling. And get to it, right? But don't don't take the brunt of the forefathers and foremothers ancestral ties to that story as being something that you have to wrap up. That's like saying Goodfellas needed another hour because we got to listen to the widows and the wives of the gangsters. And we really got to put a few things in that they think are important. Right. I, again, I've heard that there was input and I heard that there were pickups. Uh, and by that, I mean, there were additional scenes shot and you can tell some of these, there are scenes where the, uh, the Indians are talking amongst themselves and they're promoting things to happen. And you can just tell that that wasn't in the original screenplay, right. but he thought, yeah, there, there should be some inclusion of this. And I am, and I'll, I'll never accuse Martin Scorsese of not being, um, a thoughtful filmmaker. I think at this point, his weakness was really exploited. And I don't mean that they exploited it for their own gain. I just think he lost control of his own film. And I've seen better productions that longer, like Legends of the Fall with Brad Pitt and Anthony Hopkins. I mean, that is a film that feels like you've aged four years watching it. And it covers similar themes. It just focuses more on the scenery, but it does more in the little that it does than this which expands forever and tries to fill in all these things that I, I mentioned the book earlier. Maybe these things really did happen in the book. We say this a bunch. That's great. Cut it and make a better film right. with a story that is precise and surgical and damning and revealing and all of these things instead of what is the first word that I would say to this? Maybe it's slog. And yeah, you don't yeah. want your movie to be called a slog. Yeah. And I'll tell you, um, we only have so much time left, so yeah. God knows uh, what we'll get to. But, you know, the thing about this movie is that for all that it goes on and on forever, yeah. right? And it's, you know, it's got all of these things to like, it, this is not a movie where it's like, here's some stuff to learn and know. Yeah. It's like, here's some stuff I'm just going to force you to watch for a really long time. Right. Uh, it's not telling a story because, it, like, at no point is it telling a story. Yeah. Because everything that happens is so ludicrously obvious. Yeah. And just flat out told to you in the very beginning. Yeah. And then you have to watch it all happen for yeah. a long time. 
it's like a it's like a weird take on like a propaganda film of you know look how bad this is yeah but it doesn't actually have any story to it because uh it it derails itself from being a story by just telling you everything really quick right away right and then going and now watch it here we play go. out right? right leonardo dicaprio uh shows up you know to robert de niro's big ranch or whatever and robert de niro comes in and goes hey i'm uh twisty mcmustache and here's my black hat and i'm gonna kill all the indians and uh they're bad and i hate them and white people should own everything okay now you have to watch this for three more hours Right. right what right right everything that happens all along the way happens exactly like that some character shows up and tells you exactly some part of the horribleness. Yeah. And then you spend like 20 minutes watching the horribleness. Yeah, yeah. But there's no story that ends up happening, right? There is just characters show up, tell you exactly who they are, tell you exactly what's supposed to happen and all this stuff. There are parts later in the movie where we like see a scene. Yeah. And we watch what happens. And then an hour later, we watch the same scene again, and it's revealed that it's DiCaprio doing that. And it's like the movie goes, aha, look, it's DiCaprio. And you're just sitting there in the audience going, no shit. No kidding. I know. I know. I know what you're talking about. And it does that with several things happening where we then go back and look at the scene and you're like, Aha, but this is how it happened. And you're like, you told me that's how it happened before you showed it to me happening the first time. So I knew that's how it happened. And now you're just making me watch it again with the camera moved slightly so that I can see DiCaprio's face. Right. It's all like so goofily telegraphed that it's like the movie could have started when he meets Robert De Niro and Robert De Niro just have like a big chart on the fucking (laughs) wall. Right. Where he's this just got graphs yeah. and everything laid out. And everything. Got three women he out says all that. He tells it to you all at the right. very beginning anyway. Right. I mean, he and and it's weird, too. It becomes really weird that uh, DiCaprio's character is like such a little schlub of a doofus. Right. It's like, where did, how is that who his character is? And right. I mean... When he's driving around, like his job is, you know, driving the Native Americans around. Right. There's a little bit of it where it's like, hey, he's kind of like a rube anyway, right. and his right. uncle's just taking advantage of him yeah. and yada yada. But at the same time, he does like all these other things. And and then by the time we get to the end with the trial and stuff, and he's like, right. no, I'm going to go this way. No, I'm going to go that way. And then, oh, wait, no, I'm going to go that way and stuff. And you're like, dude, you just making the movie longer for no it reason. Was, uh, it was almost the trial stuff. It was sort of comically, and I don't think on purpose, like I'm watching I'm watching Leo on the stand and basically the you know his person's like, can you identify the person? And I see Henry Hill pointing at the same Robert De Niro character. Right. The same shot almost happens exclusively. Like they zoom over to the table, close up on him, and I'm like, this is this freaking good fellas of right. Osage County. Um I think Lily Gladstone is great. I think it's good, not just for the historical purposes that she was nominated for a bunch of stuff. I think she does really a great job in this film. Her her first scenes with Leo are very fun, and there's something definitely happening there with them. For me, most of the fun is in the last like third of the film, which is strange to say that's an hour. Right. I remember watching it, and I remember looking at the counter, and it was like, 210 and i went oh good only another hour right and i'm like i don't even know how this is going to happen um i will say something real quick just before you you know throw out whatever the last thoughts you had before we have to go um i'm not going to ruin the ending unless you want to and i mean the ending ending oh yeah oh (laughs) excuse me it was so weird and unexpected and part of me is like i kind of liked seeing it but i thought it was in the wrong movie and yeah. I totally didn't understand why of all the movies that Martin has done, this is the time to try that effect. Yeah. And again, it's not, it just, it doesn't end with like a a bunch of words over the screen or it doesn't fade to black. Like there's a very 
concentrated effort to try to disjar you into thinking that what you've been seeing is sort of like a, I don't know, like a penny show. You know, it's just sort of weird. And I was both fascinated and just sort of like stunned, like, wait, of course you tried this because why not? You tried everything else and the hell is going on yeah it was it was like i took off stars for that yeah it it was very weird but i think it was uh it was very weird and actually i don't mind spoiling it so let's do it at the end of the movie uh, martin scorsese comes out onto the stage and starts telling the story and it's like yeah it's it's like what we do is like we fold the whole movie into like a stage play this yeah this like stage thing where he's like the narrator and then there's like an audience and he comes out and there's this old yep. school mic whatever right. and, and then he just starts talking and telling you stuff and he's a narrator and it's like it is weird but it makes a lot of the rest of the movie make a lot of sense it's, because it it's all he wanted was yeah, it, if, it's a show. if we could have given him like a couple million dollars to just stand on a soapbox and right. talk right he would have done that. He would have been like, him. cool. There's people behind him making sound effects. Like, people are right, handing right, people right. papers. And there's, you know, it's it's exactly how. The, like a radio show. It's like Prairie Home Companion. Yeah, like yeah. Harrison Keeler's thing, you know. But it's, and I'm like watching this. And all of a sudden, I'm like, and then the record skips. And then you hear footsteps on a table. Right, and right. I'm like, what the hell just happened? Ah, now I get it. And it's just, it's sort of bizarre and working and didn't work yeah just, I, I don't know. know it's really weird but uh overall the whole movie is really like if there is a big money movie this year that i would you know somebody said which is the one that i can just skip and forget about like this is it oh, i was gonna the, say don't say barbie this this is the yeah. one that's yeah. like you know if you if you don't watch all the nominees uh-huh. this is you can skip this. This one. is the top of the list to not watch because yeah. if you could get someone, someone on YouTube yeah. or something, oh, wow. has like a twenty-five minute video yeah. where they just run you through this movie, yeah. and that's all you need, right? Like, there's no, you, Hell, you just you just don't get it. All of the stuff that happens that might have some emotion yeah. or effect to it is so like insanely watered down by the fact that they yeah. just told you everything yeah, right. and not only that they tell you everything it's like when you're uh you know scorsese's in like seventh grade right in the english report yeah, right? right it's like tell them what you're gonna tell them yeah. tell them and then tell them what you told them right and it's so everything is like so not only like watered down by the fact that it's all telegraphed yeah in into absurdity but also then when it happens, yeah. everything that happens that's like 30 seconds long, you have to watch for 10 minutes. Right. And, and you just have to watch it over and over because he just thinks you're stupid. Right. Like at some point, it, at some point, there's no way around that. Right. It's like you can't do this this way. Right. Unless you think the people you're talking to are so stupid right. that they, they can't, can't work out what you're trying to say. Yeah. And the only thing you're trying to say is like white people bad, which is true. Yeah. (laughs) People. But it's like, come on. It's it's so long that you have to watch things for no reason. The last the last two things for me, real quick, are I don't know for sure that this has it, but when the film comes out on Blu-ray and DVD, whatever is gonna be, if there's a documentary, if there's a documentary on the film as a special feature that just said, um, you know, here's an introspective look from historians about right. what happened at Osage County with these nation and the white people in the oil rights. That would be the movie to watch. It's only going to be right, 45 right. minutes. Like, that's the story, and it will be better because the thing that this film suffers on and that it thinks it's probably doing an effective job is I didn't care emotionally often about anything because I would find myself bored right. and sluggish and thinking, God, is three more hours of this come on right if you really want to make a connection then the characters have to pop like they do in other scorsese films like casino and goodfellas and on and on or you just have to trim this thing down and understand i can't if i if i accept i can't tell everything then i can cut things and we have to just try to make the most effective story that will engage people to look beyond the film to learn more right he can't do both of those jobs badly, and here you did. So there are a couple of points in the movie where there are like twenty minutes where it's like 
actually really pretty good. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait, why why am I not doing that anymore? And you know, some of the parts actually that like you mentioned uh, just before we take off that are, you know, the Native American leaders. Yeah. And they're having to, some of those things are uh, totally out of left field. Yeah. And just kind of like we shot them, you know, six months after we finished everything else and then just edited them in. That's right. And yet, they are actually some yeah, of the right. best parts. It is too. They just aren't part of this movie exactly, right? right? They they are very cool scenes. Yep, I totally agree. They actually like do something. Yeah, they actually have characters that are not just doing what you told me they were going to do an hour ago four right. times, mm-hmm. right? And, and they make good film, right? right? Yep. They just aren't actually part of this movie. Yeah, they're like part of some other movie yeah. that is much better. I don't know. I I can't remember if Killers of the Flower Moon got nominated. And I'm not trying to slight anybody, but if it got nominated for best editing, I would laugh at that. I'd just be like, you drop parts in in weird places. There was no cohesion. And actually, the film was too long. I just, oh, my God. No. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you totally. That's a skippable one. Uh, All right. So, uh, we didn't get to a lot. But, yes, that is, of all the big movies this year, and it's, like, horrible to say. And... uh, but I mean, yeah. one, if you had to say one of them has to be skipped, you're like, okay, well, I yeah. think it's this one because I think you could get the gist of it by just reading the box. <laughs> God, I mean, that, and but the thing that sucks again, I know we're getting out of here, but Lily Gladstone did great and is great and held her own in scenes with De Niro and Leo and, and Jesse Plemons. He's good when he when he shows up, the movie picks right, up, right? Right? Things start getting really he is, good. He's he really looks like he's yeah. about to whoop somebody up. And by then, though, I'm tired and I'm, you know, whatever. Right. But she's really good. And there's definitely some things in here that are worth seeing. But like you said, man, 20 minutes here and then 45 minutes later, there's another 20 minute. Like, it's just too spread out. It's too yeah. sporadic. All right. Uh, so next week, uh, the next two weeks, Ooh. as we said, the next two Stuff. weeks are going to be just rattling yeah. off movies. Uh, and whatever it is. It's not going to be a real in-depth look at this, but we're just going to try and fire off things so that we can get to our best list. Yeah. Uh, so that's it for us today. Thanks for tuning in. Right. Uh, thanks for sticking with us for a few extra minutes. Yeah. And uh, please rate us, subscribe to us, share us on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Right. Thanks. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.